welcome to the latest installment of PSG Talking. I'm your host, Ed, and on today's show, we're going to be talking all about PSG's newest signings. We've got more transfer rumors. Of course, we have to give an update on Kylian Mbappe. There's some new rumors swirling around Neymar Jr. Uh, Lionel Messi tearing up MLS. We'll touch on that. And then how can PSG be more American? That'll be a fun topic we'll talk about to close out the show. Uh, Joining me, bring him in. If you're watching here on YouTube, we've got Ethan from PSG Fan Club Boise. Uh, Ethan, before we get into all the PSG talk, there's a big match tonight in the League's Cup, LAFC versus the hottest team in North America, RSL. Let me get a prediction from you. Who you got? Yeah, so uh, thanks for mentioning that. If anyone doesn't know and they're listening, uh, I was born and uh, raised at the beginning of my life in Los Angeles, so all my American sports teams are from there, and then Ed's team is RSL, so our our MLS clubs are going head to head in a in a knock in a cup match today. So, um, I mean, RSL's been good, but uh, LAFC they just took three weeks off from their last game, and and we crushed uh, poor Juarez in the in the last match. So I know they're not a great Mexican side, but I gotta go with my guys on this one. Even though Real Salt Lake has a lot of former LAFC players, uh, Chicho Rengo and and uh, Danny Musovski, but. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like two one or three one for my guys. Yeah, this is the knockout stage, so there can be no draw. We need a winner here. Uh, you mentioned we've got Chicho Arango coming in. He's in great form. Musovski uh, is coming in. I think he had a brace. Uh, they beat RSL beat uh, Leon, so they're riding high. But we were at the last uh, game that these two played, and it was not even close. Um, LAFC running away with that one, but this is a different RSL side. I got to say, RSL, they're the best uh, road team in the MLS. I think they get it done tonight. We'll go high score and we'll do maybe 4 3. We'll go just craziness. Goals galore. RSL escape. So, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're able to watch that, I don't think there's any limitations. So, if you subscribe to Apple TV Plus, wherever you are in the world that you're listening to this, you can tune in and watch Messi, RSL, LAFC, Leagues Cup. You can watch it all. So, um, well, great. So we got that uh, prediction there. So let's get into it, Ethan, because I want to talk about PSG's attack. Uh, Jonathan Johnson from CBS Sports, he wrote a piece for us over on our Substack about PSG's depth. Uh, and he's got um, PSG's newest signing, Gonzalo Ramos. He's got uh, Osman Dembele, who isn't official yet, but we expect him to be. Um, we've got Marco Asensio, Kangin Lee, uh, Hugo Ekatike. It's a pretty decent attack. Um, assuming that Kylian Mbappe does, in fact, leave this summer and no other signings come in, is that enough to win Ligue 1? Is that enough to replace the goals from Mbappe and Messi um, and compete, you know, get past the round of 16, uh, the Champions League? Or do you think that there's more work that needs to be done? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think yeah, it is It is sort of tough to say, obviously. it's all, Of course, it's all speculative, but... Um, I, I, I've been a big believer. I think a lot of us have for a couple of years now that, uh, we're kind of sick of this, having a team that's dependent and reliant and only focuses on superstars. I mean, uh, Eminem alone last year made more than the rest of the whole squad combined. And that even includes the youth teams. Um, so it's just this focus of, of, you know, we're, we're so, uh, I, I just use the word folks, but we're hyper-focused in on our attackers so much that 
it feels like we're not putting the that if we put anywhere near that kind of energy into our midfield or our defense, then I think we'd be in a lot better spot. So I, I think that that off that attack could be enough. Um, I I'm not too I'm not too high on Usman Dembele coming. It's just, he's been injury prone. He's as injury prone as Neymar, so it's just tough to rely on them. Obviously, when Neymar has played, he's been great, and when Dembele has played for Barcelona, he's also been very good. I remember a couple years ago, I think he had 13 La Liga assists in like 20 starts. You know, so like he was really, I mean, he's a great playmaker, um, but it's just their availability is the big question. So um, other than other than that, uh, yeah, Kangan Lee, I'm interested to see what we're going to do with him because he could, he could start as a left winger. He kind of played more as a uh, just a left uh, wide midfielder for Mallorca. Uh, but they they played with the I think they played in a four four two sometimes so you can't exactly have uh, true wingers if you're doing that because then you just you only got two midfielders and it's it's tough for a lot of those mid table clubs to compete if they're trying to just play with two midfielders so um, but he could definitely play as a winger I'm just I'm really curious to see where we're going to play him but as far as just the attack as a whole I think it is enough and I think that's not just because there's, I mean, there's a, a clear drop in quality from Eminem to, let's just say our our midfield or our attack ends up being. Let's just say we throw Neymar back on the left wing. I know he's it's where he typically plays for Brazil, I believe. Um, don't quote me on that. I don't watch a lot of Brazil, but you know he he's played there a bunch. Um, and back in the day, he's played more as a ten with us recently. But uh, Neymar, Gonzalo Ramos, and Dembele or Asensio on the right. Obviously, it's it's not as talented as Eminem, but I think because our midfield has improved so much, I think Ugarte is going to be huge, and I think Vitinha is going to improve a lot this year. I, I I really saw a lot of potential in him last year, uh, and then I think some of the guys like Ruiz will probably improve a bit too. He's kind of more used to it now, and if we keep Verratti, obviously that'll help, and then Warren Zaire Emery is probably just going to keep improving. He's got basically his potentials through the roof. So I think the midfield will be better than last year. Um, even if we lose Verratti, that's, that'll be a hot take for me. Even if we lose Verratti, I, I think we'll be in a better spot than last year. So I think the midfield having improved and having so much more depth in that position as far as uh, actual quality depth. I mean, we had a lot of depth last year, but it wasn't you know super, super good uh, players that we could sub on, but I think that will be a huge help to our actual attack. So, um, it, I guess long story short, yes, I, I think I think it'll be enough to win Liga. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you, but then I look at what rumors are out there right now, and and it sort of tells me that PSG or Luis Campos or Enrique they feel that they don't have enough tacking options. Uh, the the rumors that are swirling out there, you've got uh, Colomani. Um, he's rumored to be you know he wants to come to PSG. He's currently at Frankfurt. Um, so that's a sign that seems to be um, realistic. Um, Bradley Barcola is maybe a file that's a little bit more off in the distance, always difficult negotiating with Leon, but again, attacking option. Um, and you mentioned Dembele potentially coming in. Um, and Dembele seems all but done, and we're still hearing these rumors about uh, Moani. So I'm just clearly PSG feel like they don't have enough attacking options. 
and I'm I'm thinking they're assuming that uh, Mbappe will be going. We had an article on PSGTalk.com that um, Nasser is just fuming about. They all believe that Mbappe has a deal already in place with Madrid for 2024. So. Whether he he leaves or he stays, I don't think they're counting on um, Mbappe to play this season. And that's a lot of goals. That's a lot of goals and and assists and attacking and creative um, plays that PSG are going to have to replace. So I think they have a lot of new players coming in. We don't know how they're going to fare. We know Dembele's injury history. If Neymar does stay, we know his injury history. So I think PSG are really just loading up on attack. Lots of different options. If a player goes down, we've got we got depth. We talked about it last season with Manchester City. Um, you know, they had an injury. They could bring in a world-class player off the bench. PSG need to get to that, um, that stage. We're not there yet, but I definitely feel like um, the attack is where they want to sink a lot of money. Um, we talked a lot about Harry Kane in recent weeks. I think that's probably a player who won't be coming. I think Bayern Munich are making their 75th bid to try to sign him. So it seems like he will eventually be a Bayern Munich player. But I like the idea of Barcola. I like Colomwani coming in. Um, more depth. I'm never going to be angry about that, especially with PSG's injury history. So, um, yeah, just going off of those rumors, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that PSG feel like their attack isn't quite ready to compete at the highest level of the Champions League. Um, Ethan, any thoughts on any transfer rumors or the attack? Uh, otherwise, we can move on to the next topic. Yeah, um, those are yeah, those are good points that you made. Um, I, we kind of disagree there, but I, I get that. I get what you're saying. Um, if the club, it totally looks like the club is expecting to not play Mbappe this year. I just think that, you know, we don't necessarily need to replace all of those goals from the front three with a new front three. Um, I think that just in the past, we've been, especially big Champions League games, we saw against Bayern last year. Um, I, I was there in uh, February at the home leg against Bayern uh, there at the park uh, in one of the uh, the, the, uh, the ultras ends, um, not the uh, Virage Hotel, but the the other one. They had the TIFOs on both sides. I was on the one with the um, the less cool Tifo, if you guys look at it, they were both uh, anime references. But I was there, and we were all just Tifos are cool. All Tifos, except for Marseille Tifos. Um, but we were we uh, we just looked so lifeless the first fifty five minutes of that game. We just couldn't do anything. We had we had Messi and uh, Neymar on the pitch, and our midfield was just getting overrun. Uh, it was honestly we were sitting there at halftime thinking, you know, thank God Byron hasn't scored yet because it kind of seemed like they, they really should have. And we maybe had one half chance in that first 45. Mbappe subbed on to the 55th, and, I mean, we could have scored two or three times. We just didn't get the goal. But we had, we had the chances. So I feel like we're just so, even in tough games like that, we've been so one-dimensional. Uh, when we've got Mbappe on the pitch, we're in a better spot because – we can rely on, you know, through ball to Mbappe on the, the left uh, uh, underlap. But other than that, it's just, I mean, you had a tweet earlier today. Uh, I think it was it was referring to, you know, people are, are talking, oh, PSG are, are doomed if they lose Eminem in one window. And you're thinking, well, we, we basically didn't get any goals in the Champions League knockout rounds last year. So we're, we can't be missing that much of course they're great players i'm not saying they're not great players but just something's got to change whatever we were doing last year wasn't working so um 
yeah, as far as that, I don't think all the goals are, are going to come from uh, the attack. I think we'll score less this year. But our defense, I expect our defense to be infinitely better, which I just believe that that's what wins championships. So Yeah, and, and you've kind of said this quite a bit. You're, you're losing these superstar players, but you're also allowed to then reinvest that money instead of having Messi on his enormous wages, you can sign two or three midfielders. And that was a big issue last season of why we lack creativity. You know, these accounts, they tweet out these things like 90 men uh, football, and they're talking about, you know, oh, that's a lot of goals to lose and all that. And it's like, well, they didn't score against Bayern at all. So I, you know, everyone just wants to slam dunk on uh, PSG, but they're, they're missing the context and, that's why we have real fans like you and I who actually watch the games and can speak to. Yeah. This will, I think this will be a better team than last year despite losing all three of them. If they were all to go this summer, I think this year PSG will play a more attractive brand of football. I think they'll be more successful and it just be a more cohesive unit. And I don't know why that's so difficult for these accounts yeah. to understand. Yeah, no, I totally get it. It's, it is easy for, for some accounts to slander PSG and then uh, just like how you know, I don't know. Teams go through waves of getting slandered on by social media. You know, it was Chelsea a couple months ago. They, theirs was, you know, pretty deserved based on the money they spent. But um, it is easy to to just bag on on PSG. But I've seen a lot of people that are not PSG fans on Twitter saying, "All right, let's slow your roll here." I actually think they're going to be better than last year. So I know we're not the only ones thinking it. You know, maybe the the vocal minority of trolls are saying that they think we're going to be worse, but um, I've seen just, I've seen countless uh, amount of people in the past couple of weeks that have said like PSG are actually doing good business and it appears they're not going to choose to be completely reliant on one or two players. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. I, we're not the only ones that see it. Thank God. Are you saying I shouldn't listen to Kylian Mbappe fan two, three, seven, four, six, eight. Yeah, probably tweets all the time. Yeah, probably not. Or I know that just uh, for I mean, I don't know why, especially recently, I think and it's probably a lot of our own uh, doing as well as far as PSG fans on Twitter. But with the whole Dembele thing, uh, PSG fans have seemed to love the idea that we're just cooking Barcelona again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's it stirs them up. And then you just have our trolls fighting their trolls and it's just this big mess. So I think that's, I think that's caused a lot of it too recently. It's a big troll fight out there on, on X. Um, We talked about Kylian Mbappe a little bit. Let's get into that because um, where do we stand? He's collected his loyalty bonuses. Um, The club may or may not be trying to phase him out from marketing channels. I don't think he's on the website banner or whatever. We saw they were pulling down the image, but I think they were just, updating because the players had an old jersey on someone said that they're not selling Mbappe kits in the store but then they're like no they're still up there so who who really knows what's going on there um and then you have these reports that PSG are are not planning on putting him in the squad uh to play against Lorient which is going to kick off the league on season uh this Saturday so what's going on here Ethan who has to make the first move to get this drama over with what Give us the latest. What's going on? Well, uh, I mean, I'm no, uh, I'm no news expert. I'm not. I'm no Fabrizio Romano out here. But uh, my guess would be if PSG do not reach out to Real Madrid, essentially, I don't know if you've ever played Football Manager, but uh, if you're if you're trying to sell a player and you're just trying to get him out, 
you can go and, and you can offer him out to clubs. Uh, I think that PSG sort of need to do that. Just make some public declaration. Uh, not public, but it's normally just informing uh, clubs and, and informing the agent of the player. Hey, this player is definitely for sale and we're open to bids. I know that we've heard that PSG have done that, but uh, as far as I think they almost need to reach out to Madrid to say, hey, this is a, a fee that we would like. The thing is, as soon as you offer out a fee, then it becomes, you know, whatever, wherever you, whatever you start with, it's just going to get talked down from there. So if we start with 150, Madrid are going to be like, okay, 100. And then it's going to end up finalizing at 125. Whereas if you started at 180, maybe you could get 150 for him. So I think they're just kind of playing that, that game. Uh, Madrid doesn't, or they're just waiting to see what kind of bid that we're going to ask of them. Um, I think if we don't offer him out to Madrid with a price in mind, then I think it's Madrid's just going to bid something probably at the end of the window, um, which if it's anything over 100 mil, uh, obviously trying to negotiate higher. But if it's at the very end of the window and we're out of time, I, I would even probably take 100 mil just to rid ourselves of the whole thing. I mean, that's still a lot of money. That'd be one of the biggest transfers of all time especially getting those wages off the books. Uh, I don't I don't think we can quite ignore that. So, but yeah, I think right now, if PSG are not active in pushing him to Madrid, then I just think it's going to come down to the last couple of days of the window. Well, I think PSG have got, they've got the bid from Al-Halal, which was, what was it? 300 million euro? Yes, I think 300, it was. yeah. Obviously, Real Madrid are not going to go that high, but I think PSG can, as you're saying, go to Real Madrid and say, "Look, we've got this offer. This is this is what they valued at, and we know what their situation is and all that. So we're not saying it's the same, but like two hundred. Why don't we just start there at two hundred? I feel like two hundred is a really good number. It's a hundred less than what Alhalal is offering, and at the end of the day, maybe you would accept a hundred. So by starting at two hundred. Can you get to 150, 175, somewhere in there, kind of negotiate? So maybe Real Madrid think they're getting a deal. Um, I, I just, I don't know why PSG just don't call them up. I don't know how this works. Is it all through intermedi- intermediaries or can Nasser get on the phone call with their president and like talk this out? I don't know how like the nuts and bolts of this would actually go down, but like however it needs to start, it needs to start now so that they can get this done. On the other side, Maybe PSG are like, nope, we don't want to give, we want to like, I don't know, they, they want to, they, apparently they're, they're fuming about this supposed deal they believe is already done. Maybe ultimately they do want to bench him for a season. Maybe this is their way to get back at Mbappe and Real Madrid and say, you have to wait a whole season and Mbappe had the Olympics and the Euros, you're going to sit as well. And this is really, we talked about it numerous times, this is really the only leverage PSG has, which is to just not play them. They have to let them train with the first team, but they don't have to play them. And so maybe this is the way that they want to go about it. Yeah, that would be ultra aggressive. And like you said, that would have to be last last ditch effort or, you know, last case, uh, worst, uh, worst case scenario. Um, but I don't know. It's, it is a weird thing because we... I feel like we've been talking about it on our end as, you know, PSG don't have a lot of leverage. Mbappe doesn't seem to be budging on his stance. You know, he hasn't come out and said anything in uh, probably over a month. Um, but I think that we have to also look at, at Madrid's side a little more. And I'm not a Madrid fan, obviously. 
Um, I don't know any of, I don't know other club works other than that. They're obviously socio owned. Um, and I know, you know, Florentino Perez is their president, but outside of that, I, I, I hear some Madrid fans saying, no, we're definitely going to put in an $180 million bid because Florentino Perez is obsessed with Mbappe. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I hope it's true. I just don't know if maybe they are, um, overestimating Perez's or underestimating his, his business savvy. I don't know, but I think it's, it's worth that if he is obsessed with the idea of getting Kylian Mbappe and, you know, obviously as soon as possible would be nice. Um, I, we can't rule out getting a, a, a decent bid from them. And I think also they, they don't have a clear striker. Not that Mbappe is a true nine, you know, he's kind of a, a, I don't know. He's a forward who plays out on the wings a bit more, you know, he's an inside forward, but, um, I think just tactically, uh, they might need, they might feel they need him, which I think could be a huge advantage for us. Uh, I said on Twitter a couple days ago that if, uh, to some Madrid fan, I said, if Benzema was still at Madrid, I think PSG right now, we would truly be screwed. And I don't think we would be doing anywhere near this amount of business, this transfer window. I don't think we would have been bringing in guys uh, for the future as much, you know, maybe not sign guys like, uh, not that Endure had a transfer fee, but guys like Endure or, or Kang and Lee were spending 22 million on him. Um, just, we would have been in a situation where we really would have been needing to plan for the now way more than, than, uh, than we have been. So I don't think we can ignore the fact that maybe Perez is truly still obsessed with, with signing him as well as maybe they really need that striker. Are they going to play Rodrigo at striker all year? Are they going to play? I've been, they've been testing out a 4-4-2 in their preseason a lot. So uh, if they think they have two strikers that can get the job done, then cool. But from what I'm hearing from some Madrid fans is that they, they would really love to have Mbappe now. So uh, like I said, if Benzema was still there, I think we'd be toast. But I think because the two things I just mentioned, I think there's a decent chance that we actually get an okay amount of money for him. And that's obviously what we all think is going to happen. And if you if you think maybe let's take this down another road, what's something? What aren't we seeing? If you look at the makeup of this team, it's it's exactly what Mbappe probably would want: quality all over the pitch, really solid players, a good mix of young and old veterans. Um, it's a really good team. The next topic I want to talk to you is about these Neymar rumors. Do you think Mbappe would be interested in staying, but he wants Neymar to go? And that's the last domino that needs to fall. Then maybe Mbappe does sign, you know, a three-year deal or something. like. Maybe he does stick around because he's been very quiet. He's been a little cryptic with his social media post. He's not really saying anything at all. Um is, is he saying, I want Neymar out of here and then I'll stay? Because this team really is made up to really compliment him. And can with him in it, I think it could seriously compete for the Champions League title this coming season. But is there friction between those two? Does he want Neymar to go? Um, any, any truth to that, you think? Yeah, I don't think we can rule it out. Uh, my guess would be no. But, I mean, we, we have heard rumors that you know, he'd like Neymar to leave in the past. Um, I know that uh, just my thing with that is that maybe a couple years ago that could have been the case. And maybe it is now. It might be. I'm just guessing that it's not. I think you'd have, if you had to bet on it, you'd bet against it. But 
The weird thing would be if that were true, uh, Mbappe, everyone knows that Mbappe is the face of PSG right now. Neymar has not been healthy enough and available enough to truly be the face of PSG. So he he's he is the face of the club. What more would he want? Does he want to be the only superstar at the club? Um, I feel like that'd be a little bit silly. Maybe he's maybe he's like me. Like maybe he loves Neymar as a friend. I, I'm not Neymar's friend, obviously, but I think he's a really good player. But he's never available, and maybe Mbappe is just over that and is like he has to go so we can reinvest that money. I mean, Mbappe is savvy. He knows how this works. He knows how to build a team. And maybe he doesn't want to be want to be paired with someone who's as unreliable as Neymar is. I mean, he yeah. he missed training today with a, a slight injury. Yeah, yeah, he did miss training today. Um, that's I mean that's a good that could be true. I, I just don't think so. I don't think that he. I know that back when Mbappe signed the extension in May of 2022, people were joking about that he was the owner of the club and everything. And if he did have any sort of uh, uh, position of power in upper management. Uh, even then, I just, I just don't, I just don't see it. Um, I just don't think that Mbappe really is that invested or, or that you know much of a uh, a sporting mind. I mean, not that players can't be good uh, coaches or playing director or sporting directors. Obviously, we've seen a lot of guys do that after they retire, but. I think right now Mbappe is is a lot more focused on his own career than probably worrying about what PSG needs to be doing. And that's fair. He doesn't have to be, you know, 100%. Even if we weren't at odds with him right now, even if things were good between the club and the fan base and Mbappe, then I wouldn't expect him to be, you know, trying to be out here like like people joke about LeBron James being the GM. Um, I wouldn't expect that from him. So, um I don't think it's an issue, but I mean, you've thought of it. Do you have any thoughts on that that might contradict mine? It sounds like you might. I don't know what his preferred position is. If he stayed at PSG, we talked about Ramos, who just came in from Benfica. He would be the striker, and Mbappe could stay on the left-hand side. I could see those two partnering up brilliantly. If he goes to Madrid, we talked about it, he's going to have to play in in the striker role with Benzema moving on. He's not going to play on his what I think is his preferred left-hand side. So does he like that? Is it going to work with Vinicius? I I think it would, but I, maybe it would work better. So maybe he's just thinking about where I want to play. Um, it's, I think it's most more likely than not he's going to go to Real Madrid. Like that, that is going to happen this summer. I think that's very possible. We talked about, we think Real Madrid is going to come in at the last minute with a bid. I'm just trying to, you know, devil's advocate. Is there something else that could happen is there something that we that we're overlooking and i think that could be it um that maybe he wants neymar to move on and we should probably talk about that rumor a little bit because that one just came out was it yesterday or today it was about and we're recording this on uh tuesday but um the 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 rumor is is that um as soon as barcelona and psg started kind of beefing over usman dembele and the, the transfer fee and who gets what then all of a sudden all these rumors come out about neymar wanting to leave psg and go back to barcelona um, there's rumors today about maybe the uh, a saudi team might be after him and then the crazy rumor that maybe he'll go to mls and suit up for your lafc uh neymar's dad has, has come out and kind of squashed some of these rumors but they seem to like just keep going. Is this like mostly for clicks or do you think that Neymar could really leave this late in the window? 
Mm, okay, this is not uh, this isn't good podcast material because uh, it's pretty boring and it's you know not a lot of discussion. But I I don't I don't see just being a realist. Uh, I don't see it happen. I don't see him leaving. Um, I mean, he's what kind of club is going to be able to pay anywhere near his wages? Well, plenty of teams could, but it's whether they will or not, which they won't. He could take he's a making, pay cut. Yeah, he, he could, but I don't think he'd take a massive pay cut when he's got a uh, – I mean, if you look through his eyes, he's got a great situation here uh, if, if you ignore the fact that the Ultras went to his house. But he just stated a couple weeks ago, I, I believe, uh, maybe it was even recent, more recent, that he said whether the fans back me or not, I don't care. I'm I'm here to stay. So I don't think he obviously it's it'd be a little uh nerve-wracking that fans are going to your house. But I think other than that, like for the most part, his relationship with the fans, maybe it's not a hundred percent. I bet in his brain, based on that quote, I interpreted it as as long as they're not trashing my house, trying to break on into my 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 uh you know, my place of uh you know, which is where I live during. Which seems uh, to happen like every other week to a player in France. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah, uh, Matteo Guendouzi from Marseille got his house broken into during a Marseille friendly last week. I don't know how that stuff happens. It's so weird. I think the last time that happened with a in the U.S. was the uh, really unfortunate and tragic Sean Taylor incident back in like 2005 I or think six. But LeBron James had. The outside of his house was uh, like graffiti or something. I, that's the last really? one I can remember. But they didn't oh. break in. They just kind of did a little vandalism at his oh, house. Huh. But yeah, but yeah, like I, I just think that he's really content with where he's at. He's got Champions League football every year. He knows he's going to win the domestic league every year. He's making fifty-six mil a year. That's not what he's taking home after taxes, but that's what the club is paying him before taxes. And he's thinking, if I can just stay fit a couple years then maybe I win a Champions League here. So I just don't realistically see him moving. I think for him, he's got such a – he's so set here, even if he's injured all the time. Yeah, and people have been saying that on, on Twitter, other PSG fans, that it's not likely. And even those in the know, Fabrizio and others, they're like, well, you know, if a big offer comes in, I think I think the Saudi League probably would give him a big offer, but does he want that lifestyle? We know he likes to, to go out and party, and he likes to gamble, and I don't know if that lifestyle fits him. I could totally see him going to LAFC. I, I mean, I could just see the black kid on him. It would look great. I could see that, but is he ready to kind of wind down his career and do that? I, I think he, he still has something to prove. I think this is a big season. He needs to stay healthy. I personally don't think it's going to happen, but... I mean, I keep my fingers crossed. I, I want it to happen. People think, because of what I say on Twitter about Neymar, that I'm like anti-Neymar and I hate him. I don't. I, I, I think he's a great player. I have a Neymar. I bought a Neymar jersey before I bought an Mbappe or Messi jersey. I think he's a great player. I just, if a big offer comes in and he's willing to go, I think you have to let him go based on nothing else other than the injury history. That's all my, that's the only issue I have yeah. with him is he's never available. Yeah, 100%. And um, I totally agree that, I don't think he's just ready to move out of Europe yet. To be fair, if I were him, I know myself, I'm not a big nightlife guy, but like I'll definitely, you know, I like that kind of stuff. Uh, if I were him, I I wouldn't be looking, you know, I'd say, how old is he? What is he uh, now? I think 31, uh, Neymar. He's 31? Okay, I was going to say, yeah, maybe 30, 30. Even if he's, uh, heck, even if he's 34. Yeah, 31. He's still, he's only 31. So yeah. he's, he's still got, 
I mean, yeah, he could give at least, uh, barring, you know, he can uh, just not stay, barring he can stay healthy a fair amount, then he's got four more years in Europe. And then uh, I don't I don't think anyone's really betting on this, the Saudi league disappearing in the next four years. So I think that's why a lot of players that are getting these big offers, they're saying, well, I can get the Saudi league later in my career when I'm 35 or older. Uh, for now, though, I'm trying to win stuff in Europe. I'm trying to cement my legacy as a player before I go and collect the bag for my family. So I don't blame him. I would do the same. Yeah, and maybe maybe he does play um, with Brazil in the 2026 um, World Cup. And then, he, you know, the American audience, because that's where the, the World Cup is going to be, maybe he then says, I'm going to stay here in the MLS. Maybe he doesn't go to the Saudi League. Maybe he just stays here and picks a team, and he'll have that. He already has the name recognition, but casual fans will know of him from the World Cups, so maybe he sticks around. So I think we're in agreement there. I think Neymar does stick around unless something just crazy happens or if what we talked about before, Mbappe really is trying to push him out. Um, we've, we've kind of talked a little bit about the MLS, and that's where I want to go to next because you and I were very critical of a former PSG player, Lionel Messi, who went to uh, MLS after his contract expired at PSG. He's uh, with Inter Miami. We were critical because we said, you know, he's going to hate the travel. People forget how big the United States is. The weather is going to be hot and sticky. He's not going to love that. But I think he's scored in, in every game he's played in. He's setting up his teammates for just fantastic goals. What do you make of uh, Messi's start here in Major League Soccer? Yeah, I uh, I figured he'd do really good, obviously. I mean, he'd be he's the best player in the league just walking in, you know. Um, except for uh, Denny Bonga over at LAFC. He's still in the MVP race. But no, Messi's going to come in and be the most talented player in the league. Um, he's he's done well, uh, obviously. I mean, yeah, you're right. He scored in every game. He scored uh, in the games he – well, he was just subbed on that first game, and he scored the free kick winner. Back-to-back back braces, I think. Uh, three braces in a row now. Three, three of them, okay, yeah. Three braces in a row now. So he's already got seven goals in his first four games. I think he'll he'll slow down as as teams will realize they'll they'll figure out how to play him a little better. He'll still be very very good. He's going to dominate the league, but I think teams will figure out how to not always allow a brace to him every single time he plays. Um, but yeah, we've only seen him travel once. Uh, he went to Dallas, which is only halfway across the country. Um, not even actually. If you're flying from Miami to Dallas, that's not even halfway from Miami to it's Seattle Dallas, it's or Frisco or LA. Yeah, you're right. It is Frisco at the National Soccer Hall of Fame. That's what their their stadium's connected to it. But um, yeah, just we haven't seen obviously a great start. But yeah, I'm interested to see how it's going to go when he travels a bunch. They don't have a bunch of long trips for the rest of this season. They do play at my LAFC on September 3rd, I believe. So. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see a full season of him, uh, having the, the grind of that long travel. Um, hopefully he's got some, uh, some sleeping pills ready to go so he can just maybe knock himself out for those flights. That'd probably make it a little easier on the body, but yeah. I mean, you look up his, his stats, it's a little absurd. I mean, he's played in four games, uh, with inter Miami, seven, seven goals. I mean, it's just absurd. I think we need to caveat a little bit. He's only played in one away game, as you mentioned, uh, in Frisco against FC Dallas. All the other games have been in the uh, comfy confines of whatever that high school uh, 
Oh my gosh, stadium stadium's terrible. Where they had to bring yeah. in like the, the the stairs temporary, from, like, yeah, yeah, temporary from like the oh, F one race there. So gosh. I I also like I don't know what it is, but like defenders are just like letting him do whatever he wants, and that didn't happen in league on, especially in his first season. If you remember, he, Messi really struggled with the with the way that he was being defended and just getting acclimated. So. I don't know what these uh, opposing teams are doing, but I, I, like you, I think that this certainly will not last. I also, we have to remember, it's League's Cup. I don't know how many of these teams really even care about it. We're in the middle of summer. Um, some teams are resting players, getting ready for maybe a playoff push or hold on to positioning. So let's just pump the brakes a little bit. It is impressive, but he's only traveled away one time. Um so we'll have to see how this goes. I'm not wishing him to like not do well, but all I'm saying is I think he will hit a wall sooner rather than later in Major League Soccer. It happens to everyone. I know he's the best, but you know, time is undefeated and he is getting older and it is getting hotter. And you mentioned a cross country trip to LA. So I think he's gonna start hitting that grind of Major League Soccer. So enjoy the goals and everything. It's been great. I mean, Sports Center's talking about. It. I think PTI uh, was talking about it. So everyone here in America is talking about Messi. And then there, of course, there's the tweets. How come no one saw? No one cared about Messi in uh, at PSG when he was scoring goals like they do now. And then I had to respond and say, well, no one could see it because BN Sports is literally the worst broadcaster ever. Uh, in the history of television, so no one could see Messi do the ma- amazing things that he did at PSG. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And uh, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, that's a very good point where the League's Cup, it's a brand new competition. Who knows how serious teams are taking it? So, um, yeah, I, I'm interested to see. I'm not going to uh, have a verdict on, I just think, a couple games. And I'll say this. I was saying this during our own preseason when players were doing bad. I, just a couple games is not enough to get a true scope of how someone's playing. So at the end of the MLS season, then I'll probably look at it and think, you know, let's see what kind of year he had. And, and yeah, teams are going to probably try more during MLS regular season games. And then obviously they'll go, you know, as hard as possible in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good honeymoon period, but yeah, eventually when he gets into the swing of things, and I think a lot of things that uh, can hamper these great players in the MLS at times is their teammates are on a real hot streak when, when they get there. But uh I mean, it's a team sport. It's not tennis. It's not 1v1. So I think their teammates are going to naturally experience a drop just because they're not quality enough to consistently be elite every match, which is just naturally going to bring those great players down. So I think it, to no fault of his own as well, he'll also probably suffer just because of his teammates. Um, yeah, some tough games coming up. So we'll see how he performs, but want to give an update on Mr. Messi there. Um, all right, we've got a fun topic either here we wanted to wrap up with. It's a story I saw this afternoon. So Nasser Al-Khalifi, the president of PSG, he met with the board of Arctos Partners. They're like a private equity uh, conglomerate. I don't even know what you would call them, but they're American. Um, and so they're going to be buying a stake in PSG somewhere between 5 to 15%. Um of course, influx of cash is always a good thing, especially if it's not tied to Qatar. That always helps with um, financial fair play. But the report said that the American Arctos partners presented a plan and some new ideas. 
And so I wanted to just go over some American sporting ideas that we think uh, that they could bring to PSG. And I posted this in our PSG Talk Discord. And so we've got a couple. So we've got Senor Newbington, uh, this is his name. He said, frankly, the food portions weren't nearly big enough at the Parc de Prince. And I didn't feel like a sack of S-H-I-T leaving the stadium. And that's disappointing. So he's wanting... More food, big burgers. I think I saw at the FC Dallas game against Messi, they had like a giant ice cream sandwich. So bigger portions of food, absolutely. Um, the, uh, another user, Danilo uh, Fan Club Canada, said, sing the national anthem before games with F-18s flying over the park. Love that idea. Um, let's see. Uh, James Teague, who's been on the show a couple times, he said he wants ad breaks with the game in a mini box during the match. And I said, B in sports would absolutely love that oh because then gosh. they can show all of their yeah. ads about mesothelioma and <laughs> all their pharmaceutical ads they could show during the PSG games. Um, maybe get like a my pillow ad up there. Um, some more uh, ideas that came in: a PSG mascot getting into it with opposing supporters. Oh, and then James Teague said parking lots. Big parking lots. And I was like, do Parisians know the joy of paying like $60 to park uh, before going to a sporting event? So we need that. Cheerleaders. Can we bring cheerleaders in potentially? So lots of really good options that we could bring to uh, PSG games with the uh, new American overlords coming in. But any, any ideas come to your mind that you think that should be implemented? How can we make PSG more American? Oh man, I got a, I got some opinions on those. Um, yeah, if you want to react to any of those. Yeah. So first reaction. Ah, oh, where do I begin? Well, I, I do think it'd be funny. PSG does technically have uh, a mascot. I think his he's a fox. His name's uh, Germain. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think maybe if they get some sort of. Have you ever seen? I mean, you know, actually, you live in Salt Lake, even though you're a Utah guy, opposed mm -hmm. to a BYU guy. If you've ever seen the BYU Cougar mascot, the guy is like a world-class gymnast. Um, He's unbelievable. Like his yeah, dancing, it's crazy. I, I'm not yeah. a BYU guy, but like if you get a yeah. chance to see uh, what's his name, ah, hold on, I'm gonna look it up. Okay, Name but yeah, of, if if you uh, yeah, if you look up yeah, just for anyone watching, look Cosmo. up videos of him. If his you see Cosmo, Cosmo, if you're yeah. listening to this, look up YouTube videos of Cosmo the Cougar. Yeah, that guy's very athletic. Yeah. Yeah, so let's get someone like that in, in the Lynx costume or the Fox costume at a, at the park. That'd be kind of crazy. And, yeah, maybe you could throw fans with uh, – throw hands with opposing supporters over in the uh, the away corner. Um, ooh, big food portions. Uh, I mean, when I was last in Paris, I was – you know, you just, you just walk more when you're in Europe. So um, you could certainly, you know, help – it could help digest the food after the, you know – you eat a two and a half pound burger and then uh, in, opposed to taking the, the subway home, you just walk like a couple miles and yeah, it'll, and then the parking lots idea. Mm, yeah. Paris definitely has room for parking lots. Uh, oh man. That one yeah, might for, be hard to implement, but I was also thinking yeah. like ice. Have you ever been there that you just, they don't give you ice. So what if we just had like big ice machines that people could go and get like shaved ice and put like yeah. food oh, coloring gosh. in it and you, you know, eat it like that. Like, kind of shaved ice treats, ice machines around the park. Yeah, I also think, uh, I think that the the ad idea that, I think it was James Teague that said that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, BN Sports would love that. If they can advertise their, like you said, pharmaceuticals 
their pillows. Um, I sometimes they do ads for those their, glass bare, mats bare knuckle for fighting program that they. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the bare the bare knuckle fighting. Uh, don't forget about sailing. They they show competitive sailing on there. Uh, yeah, those would be funny. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I'm sure they'd love to show more of that. We have endless ideas. If you have any, go ahead and tweet me at PSG Talk, and uh, we'll be happy to retweet those of ways that we can make PSG more American. We we've also talked about uh, was it um, was it Twa with the um, hot tub? That's oh, an yeah. idea that they took because yeah. here uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars they have like a swimming pool, you know. Yeah. So, what about yeah, a nightclub? We could put a nightclub in the park. I, oh my gosh, that'd be crazy. Um, yeah, I, I always love that swimming pool idea. Um, if Twa wasn't owned by Manchester City, then I probably would have been bummed that they got relegated last year. But unfortunately now, uh, you know, Paris FC, their, their away fans get to experience the hot tub at Twa. So that'll be cool for them. But no, no, uh, no hot tub experience for PSG supporters this year. That is a bucket list item for me. One more that just came to mind. Music, you know, during a basketball game, if it's like a jump ball, they're like, jump, jump, like the crisscross song. So maybe like as we're building out from the back or something, they could play some music and I don't know, just just like kind of just, you know, dance music or something just periodically just kind of wake people up when things get a little dull during the game. They just play oh, music. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Just I, uh, I, I don't know if I could confidently say that I liked any of those ideas. And unfortunately, these are all things that we deal with with various American sports. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we, we didn't do. make any of these things up. These actually no. happen. You go yeah, to like for, an NFL yeah. stadium, and there is like miles of parking lot, just mile you, that you would pay obscene amount of money just to park your car. Like if if yeah. German, like if uh, Borussia Dortmund fans came here and they saw that, like they would have signs about our parking lots, no doubt. They probably would. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone is listening to this and they're not American yeah, everything that we just said actually happens in American sports. And I, I love, uh, I'll say the, the one, one reason I love football is because of the fans and the atmosphere. And it's just got such good, just the energy in stadiums is electric. And I think the only thing that you find similar to that, truly similar to that on a consistent basis in the U S is college football, uh, which is just why, you know, I mean, you go to Utah games, you've seen it. Utah's got a great stadium atmosphere. USC's is also good. Tennessee um, is my favorite. No, yeah, Tennessee does. Yep. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of, yeah. So for me, it's always the fans are what I love, you know, really love about about my teams. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, it'd be nice if all of our sports were as electric as European football. But, no, uh, Americanizing everything, you know, it, it'll increase profits but at what expense you know so i've got one more for you and then we'll get out of here i think you can get behind this one you mentioned college football realignment for psg can they go to la liga would they go to the bundesliga would the premier league the big 10 of european football welcome them in who knows but uh it, oh. it seems like psg are poised to break out of league on eventually so maybe realignment is in their future yeah the super league is probably going to happen eventually and yeah just like my usc trojans in la uh, yeah, maybe they'll move to a, a better conference, aka domestic league, you know, and, and to do a comparison at this point. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, then again, we know it's kind of, I mean, Utah's going to the Big 12. That was announced pretty recently, but I think it is kind of rough uh, with college football. Just thinking all these traditions 
are getting killed with these moves, which I know that schools got to, they're looking out for themselves and, you know, following the money. I don't, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, man, I don't know. We're just going to look back and think of the, the good old days, you know, in a couple of years. What's amazing is the Super League idea popped up, what was that, a couple of years ago, and fans rioted. They they did not put up with it. They shut it down. It was a fan-led shutdown of a really bad idea. And then here in America, they come up with a similar bad idea with all this realignment, and we all just sit on our hands and do nothing. So, again, just pointing out the difference between European football fans and American football slash sports fans. Um, so... Unfortunate there, but uh, Ethan, I know you got a vacation that you are uh, packing for, so we'll let you go. We've got PSG are taking on Lorient uh, on Saturday, so we'll likely have whether we can get Ethan or we'll have someone else on, but we'll we'll have a show to kind of talk about that first game of the season. Um, it should be a good one. We'll have to see. Will Mbappe be there? Will he not be? Who plays? Uh, which of the new signings will shine. We'll cover it all on, on the uh, post-game podcast. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss that drop. And uh, check us out over on Substack, psgtalk.substack.com. It's free. we got really good columns there. And, of course, psgtalk.com. And you can follow us on uh, Twitter at psgtalk. Ethan's at, uh, at psg underscore Boise. Ethan, any final uh, shout-outs before we let you run here? Um, final shout-out. You were mentioning our our uh, league opener against Lorient. Hopefully it's also not Marco Verratti's last ever game at the park because that's mm. that's also a possibility. So I hope not. I mean, unless we're going to get a massive bid for him that we can't turn down. But, um, yeah, so that, that might be a sad day for supporters. I might have to smoke a pack of cigarettes if that day happens. We'll have to see if, uh, yeah, the Verratti rumors. We, we've talked about before um, potentially – um, Saudi Arabia seems to be willing to spend all kind of money on all kinds of players except for Marco Verratti. Um, so PSG is still negotiating that. But if something does materialize, I'm sure we'll jump on and have a quick podcast about that. So um, that's a good final comment there, Ethan. We'll let you run. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.